Let me tell you first about our sponsor. We're so glad to have Built Bar on as our sponsor. This is a company that I called cold myself. I don't think I've ever, have I ever done that? I remember uh, yeah. you ever doing it. Where I just loved something so much. I called the company. I was like, you've got to advertise. Um, because I just, I just think this is great. Last night after the show, I got home and I was hungry. And, and of course, I was eyeing all the chips and all of the things that I could have. And the built Bars were right there on the counter. And I immediately grabbed that. Satisfied. 110 calories, uh, three to five net carbs, and it tastes like a candy bar. It is so satisfying. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your next order. Use the promo code BEC15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Show's coming up. Nothing to see in Denver except the guns. Nothing to see there. Um, I, in something I have not read since the Obama administration, the press wants you to know this guy was a lone wolf. He was a loner and a lone wolf. Nothing to see here. This was just mental illness or maybe, I don't know, workplace violence. Remember that one all the time? Uh, and this could very well be, yet we still don't know. Lots of questions still remain unanswered. Wow! When has that happened? I mean, it was it, it was proven to be otherwise, and yet Donald Trump, he is uh, he's working with the Russians. He's working with the Ru- They rushed to that one. They rushed last week. Even though the shooter said, no, I'm a sex addict and I was trying to get rid of these women. I was angry at the... No, no, no. That was that was white anger against Asians. They rushed everything. Not on this one. Why? Because it doesn't fit the narrative. And what's really going on is control. A storyline that they started to tell the day they got in office. And now things are out of order, and it's it's gonna it's not gonna be as easy now. I'll tell you that storyline that nobody else will tell you in sixty seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. There's something about uh, a business being family-owned and fully geared towards the best interest of its customers that has meant something to me and also to, I think, the majority of Americans. You know, I saw this poll from the World Economic Forum. They said, uh, you know, people all around the world, the only thing they left that they trust are corporations and businesses. You know, I think you're not that stupid, but maybe you are. We don't trust businesses big corporations we trust our local businessmen we trust the people who are running the mon pop store that's who you trust they're the only people now we trust 
Well, anyway, um, American Financing is that company. It was started by a family, still run by a family. Uh, the world of home loan options is not always a friendly one, but they are friendly and they will help you without any strings attached. There's no surprises. Just call them. Uh, the coming months are bound to be interesting. Oh, the Chinese. Thank you for that curse. May you live in interesting time. Well, it's certainly interesting now. I want you to uh, call American Financing at 800-906-2440 and refinance your debt. Or if you're looking for a mortgage, now, now is the time to do it. And these are the people to help you. 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The accused Boulder supermarket gunman Ahmed Al Ali. Anyway, Alyssa. Well, what is this? It's Ahmed Al Alawi Alyssa. I love that. Just rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, the press wants you to know he's a loner. He's a lone wolf. He just lived in his family's basement. Never had a girlfriend. Usami. Uh, uh, Al Musa, Alyssa's brother-in-law, uh, said that the uh, shooter lived in the basement of his family's home there in Colorado, never had a lot of friends. He said, every time I visited with my wife's family, he would always sit away from everyone else, not saying anything to anyone. Uh, it was really strange. He was a loner, just sitting to the side, not with us. He works with his family and his brothers, uh, but there were never any girlfriends and not many friends. Oh, man. Even his mother said this when he was arrested for the massacre. This is what his mother said. He has a reputation of being stupid, not smart. Can you imagine your mom saying that about you? Yeah, my son. What a <laughs> dummy. Uh, he's not like a proper Muslim. I don't even know what kind of Muslim he was. He didn't go to the mosque I go to. Just odd coming from a mom. Well, That's I, your first statement? <laughs> really? Well, I think, though, when your son has murdered 10 people, probably the best thing you can do is make him not responsible for it because he's dumb or he's got an illness or whatever the case may be. I mean, that's your sort of backup reasoning. And certainly you don't want to blame it on your faith. So you're going to say he wasn't don't a good you, Muslim. Is your first thing is, I mean, think about the parents. So they're always like we didn't see this coming we have yeah. no idea not yep he's been known to be a dummy for a long time <laughs> I mean, people might think maybe the parenting was an issue yeah, here in be. this particular hey, situation dummy get back into the basement <laughs> uh now uh, uh we know that he is a muslim however twitter has said that calling him a white christian terrorist have you read this quote doesn't violate its misinformation policies <clears throat> twitter told newsweek that characterizing accused mass murderer uh ahmed alawi uh is uh, as a white christian terrorist does not violate its misinformation policies even though he is from syria and has been identified as a muslim uh 
Prior to the suspect's identity being made public, the magazine said numerous Twitter users assumed the suspect was white and characterized the massacre as another example of racial injustice and white supremacy in the United States. Uh, And lo and behold, that white supremacy narrative blew up in all of the Twitter users' faces. Some users have deleted their tweets, calling him white. Others have defended their claims, saying they were based on his skin color rather than his ethnicity. Uh, Newsweek put the misleading posts to Twitter. Social Network has been accused of left-wing bias and anti-Christian prejudice. Uh, But uh, they said, no, we're not taking any action on these. Uh, They're not in violation of the Twitter rules. We will not take action on every instance of misinformation. Currently, our misinformation rules cover COVID-19 misinformation, synthetic and manipulated uh, media, and civic integrity. So you call a guy, uh, you know, a white mass murderer, a white Christian, even though he's a Syrian Muslim. That's not important. No, that's not important misinformation. So the cops went and they visited his home. He was living in an $800,000 home in the basement. Uh, And uh, we're starting to get a real look at this guy. Clearly, he was mentally ill. Um, He surrendered. You know, when he surrendered, he's like, I surrender, I surrender, and I'm naked. Because he really was in his underpants. The police have no no idea why he stripped down. But apparently, he just... He was standing there and he started taking off his clothes to his underwear. And uh, then he was like, I'm naked. I surrender. Maybe because he thought that I want them to see that, you know, I'm not carrying a gun, carrying a weapon, <laughs> which it's odd. To I know. Do I know. After a shooting. But yeah, yeah know. maybe he, he didn't want to necessarily be just shot. Correct. He wanted to be able to Correct. surrender for some reason. Now, according to police, um, Alyssa, when he was 17, blacked out. And violently assaulted a classmate who had called him a terrorist. The report says Alyssa attacked another student uh, who had said, uh, he said, was bullying him. Uh, He beat him and left him with a red and swollen face and his eye partially closed. The report claims that uh, Kim Rose, the other guy, was crying and throwing up when his father arrived and threatened to uh, press charges. Alyssa said he couldn't take being bullied anymore, so he blacked out and rushed him. I blacked out and rushed him. Really? Hmm. He claimed that Kinrose had called him racist name, called him a terrorist, even took a video of him and put it on Snapchat. Uh, he was charged with a misdemeanor um, uh, for the uh, for the attack. Um Apparently, he got bullied a lot in high school. So, that you know, there you go. There's the white culture for you. Um, one of the uh, he was on a wrestling team. One of the wrestlers said he was violent and scary to be around. He um, uh, apparently in his senior year, they had wrestle offs to see who would make varsity. And he lost his match, but he quit the team and yelled out in the wrestling room. Uh, that he was going to kill everybody and nobody did anything um, about it. You know, I don't know how that happens. How is that? How is that happening? The guy is violent. He threatens his classmates. I'm going to kill everyone. Your kid that eats 
their peanut butter sandwich into the shape of a gun, they go to jail. But this guy, how is this happening? It happened again. In, that, that's the story in Florida. Now, he was 17 years old at the time. Uh, he's uh, not 17 now. Uh, but uh, nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. Lindsey Graham said the majority of the Senate will reject Biden's assault weapons ban, but I'm not sure. Uh, and I don't think that this is the majority of the Senate. will. <clears throat> mm-hmm. hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I guess what all 50 Republicans and Joe Manchin is a majority. Yeah, maybe. And of course, Joe Manchin, not exactly reliable, as, no. as Ted Cruz just no. pointed out on this program. No. Uh, and and uh, I, I think this is coming out of order, though. Let me tell you the story that I think, you know, if you don't see this, you are truly blind. And and I, you know, I'm a religious nut job. So what do I know? But I can only describe what is happening in our country and our world as evil there. The forces of evil have been unleashed and uh Everything is under attack. This isn't just about America. This is about the Western Judeo-Christian way of life. This is about everything on the line that the West has done. And it is a really well thought out plan uh, that has been in operation for a very long time. And I think that, you know, it's like... Look at how fast everything has happened in, in the last 67 days. <laughs> Look how fast things have happened. You already are questioning your military now, aren't you? You're questioning your military. Whatever side you're on, you're questioning the brass if you're, uh, if you're a conservative, and you're questioning the average soldier if you're a liberal. The military was the last thing that we had that we counted on, that we believed was not political. And they've politicized it so much so that in about 10 minutes, you're going to hear from a guy who testified in front of Congress what they are doing in our military. It is terrifying how they are accusing our military of being complete nut jobs. They needed to make sure that the military, they could wash people out of the military that are from red states. This is my theory. I don't have anything to, no evidence of this other than, you know, I just don't believe in this series of coincidence. You know, it's, it's much easier to explain if somebody was sitting back and watching uh, and, uh, and planning all of this. They've done too much too fast for this just to be happenstance. So they come in, we have the January 6th uh, deal, and what do they do? The FBI comes out with a report saying this is the biggest concern we have. Really? Not Antifa, but th- that collection of people? Really? The military is now is suspect. Uh, and it's pretty much everyone who voted Republican is an extremist. You're a white supremacist Christian extremist. Well, that's demonizing half the country. What? How? Why would you do that? Well, then you have a shooting. You have a crazy guy who shoots up the salon. And what do they say? It's a right wing extremist. When he wasn't a he was nuts. 
Second of all, he even said, no, this had to do with, with sex addiction. Okay? But it didn't matter. Why? The narrative that was important to them at this time was that you were convinced, and not you because you're the target, that half the country is convinced that those people who live in the crazy red states are just that. They're racist and they're crazy and they're afraid they're going to lose their power and they are all gun nuts and they're going to shoot us all up. When this guy comes out and he's Syrian and a Muslim, what do they do? They immediately pivot to don't pay attention to the guy, pay attention to the gun, which they didn't do last week because they haven't cemented in the left's mind entirely that everybody who votes differently is a terrorist. So they have to paint everyone who is against H.R. 1, against open borders. They have to paint these people as crazy and dangerous. That was going to take some time. They've been thrown off their game. I don't think they were planning on hitting guns this soon. First year, absolutely. When the time came, you bet. But I don't think they were done uh, focusing America on how bad things are, these right-wing extremists. That's how they needed to paint us to silence us and also paint us to get us to give up guns or go to war or be rounded up by, you know, uh, sheriffs all around. Those people who won't give up guns. They need us to respond in, in violent ways. And when we don't, they just make it up anyway. So you mentioned something, I think it was yesterday or the day before, that this wasn't necessarily the event that puts this over the line. They still need a crystal no. clear cut Correct. like event. Correct. Can you they explain need that? A, yeah, they need a uh, Las Vegas. But they where, need where a Las Vegas where the motive is clear. And it's, it's you know, they, some... they need a January 6th. And, and, and everything they do fosters that kind of feeling in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They are taking away. They're operating as if they have a mandate when they don't have a mandate. This is a clear election where you like moderate. You know what I mean? You Usually, come together, yeah, you work yep. together. That's the way it would be. They're operating as if this is a mandate. And then they're calling everyone who disagrees with them racist but they've gone an extra step, a dangerous extremist. Mm. That's Patriot uh, Act talk. Because I was reminded today that after Sandy Hook, you remember the push for gun control yes. after Sandy Hook, the Democrats had 58 senators when they tried that and couldn't yes. get it through. Yes. 58. But it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's thrown them off the game, but it doesn't matter. Let me take a one minute break and come yeah. back. Remind me. It doesn't matter uh, the uh, timing with 58. All right. My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply differs from a lot of the emergency food companies that are out there. Simple reason. They don't just freeze dry cardboard and send it your way and go, look, it looks like vegetables. Tastes like cardboard. They actually care about the taste, they care about the quality, and they care about the calories that you get. You've got to have 2,000 calories a day. 
you know, if you're in a survival situation, you know, you're in a situation where the power goes out for a week and you don't have any food and it's cold in your house. You better have 2000 calories a day for everybody in the home. Right now, my Patriot supply has your food supply for an emergency right now. If you go and you use my name, uh, Glenn, or you just go to preparewithglenn.com, you'll save $50 off of a four week food supply. That's breakfast, lunch and dinner. And it tastes good. If you order before 3 p.m. this afternoon, it will ship out today and be delivered discreetly to your front door. Preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So this is why they are saying it doesn't matter uh, that this isn't the one. Um, they just would have rather had another another shooting to build up. It's going to take several because what they need to say is enough is enough. Enough is enough. And uh, they're, they're just not there yet. They're you know, we're we're gearing up towards it and they're trying to pass other things first. And I believe that they take away the filibuster or anything else. You will have if I'm plotting for them mm-hmm. i'm like you take away the filibuster you take away their voting you know and you totally change that and take it away from the states uh and then you're spending money like crazy and you're giving it to certain groups and not to white people they're gonna go crazy they're gonna go crazy so with the next thing we'll be able to get guns i believe this is the storyline they're working on plant the seeds in the minds of the american Americans that half the country is crazy white extremist hicks that have guns and are coming to get you then do everything you can to piss those people off and then they will become well I think constitutional patriots quite honestly but they they will start to stand up if we stand up violently they got us but now is not the time it will not pass this time i think it will not pass this time and what will happen the next time they have it dead ringer and it's a big shooting and it's some you know right wing guy or even just apolitical but they can make him look like a right wing extremist they will and they'll say it's time. This is the Glenn Beck program. And there's such a line between constitutional patriots that stand up without violence. Yes, and huge. People huge. who stand up with violence. I mean, said look what January 6th has done already. I know. You, you, we lose if we stand up with violence. You lose. Mm. Uh, let me tell you about uh, Hustler Turf. Hustler Turf, it will cut the time of you mowing your lawn in half. It's a zero-turn lawnmower. Now, a lot of people now make zero-turn lawnmowers, and everybody's like, wow, that's a zero-turn lawnmower. Yeah, no big deal to Hustler Turf. They're the people who invented it back in 1960. So they've been making them for these industrial lawnmowers for you know football fields and everything else. Now they're making them with the same kind of great technology that they pioneered, the same sturdiness that they have in their industrial lawnmowers, they now have it for you. It will cut the time of mowing your lawn in half. This thing is rock solid, built to last, built in America. It's it's unlike any other mower, and I invite you to test drive the best mower you can find. Then 
check out hustlerturf.com and test drive one at a local dealer. It's hustlerturf.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is control. You'll save 20% off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. I have a feeling our next guest is going to have to be a podcast because there's a lot that he can share with us. Uh, but I wanted to get him on the air right away. He is general counsel at First Liberty uh, Institute. Uh, he is uh, also an Asian American and first generation Asian American. Uh, and he is uh, also Marine Corps uh, vet. He is here to talk about the extremism in the armed forces or what they are saying is extremism. There is extremism in the armed forces, but it is not what they say they are looking for. I think it's those who are looking for it myself. Michael Berry, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, let's let's start with something that I read from you yesterday uh, uh, that Catholics are now being labeled as extremists. Yeah, well, it's not just Catholics. I mean, it's it's Catholics, uh, evangelical Christians, uh, and according to the Department of Defense, uh, those who believe in individual liberties, states' rights, and making the world a better place, which uh, I always thought that was sort of the reason why many of us joined the military, was to defend individual liberties and states' rights and to try to make the world a better place. So what is what is happening here, Michael? Well, I mean, th- th- this has been, uh, I think, sort of a decay uh, from within. You know, and and look, I want to be the first to say, and I, I said this yesterday at the House Armed Services Committee, uh, if, if there are true extremists out there, and I define true extremism as uh, anybody who uses or threatens or advocates violence to achieve their, you know, their their political, political agenda, yeah. right then they have no place in our military. Absolutely. Get rid of them. Right. But I also agree with our Secretary of Defense, uh, the, the current Secretary of Defense, who happens to be the black Secretary of Defense in America's history, who says 99.9% of our military are not extremists. Well, I happen to agree with that. So uh, why are we on this, you know, this witch Kick. hunt for the 0.01%? Well, I don't I mean, it's, it's what's so frustrating and and uh, and curious about all of this is we couldn't define Muslim extremism. You, you couldn't you couldn't say any of that. I mean, we'd have shooting on bases and they would say it was workplace violence uh, when when terrorists themselves would say, you know, I'm doing this for Allah. They still would say, no, 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 because they were so afraid of labeling people extremists because we're just too stupid to understand there's a difference between somebody who follows Islam and somebody who's an Islamist. Uh, and uh, and now they're just labeling pretty much everybody who didn't vote for Joe Biden as a dangerous extremist. Yeah, and, and the real the real concern you're going is that, that there are there are many very patriotic, fiercely loyal Americans serving in our military who who may have voted uh, and may not have voted for President Biden. And they're now uh, they're now fearful, right, fearful for their careers, fearful for their reputations. And, uh, you know, that they, they don't feel free to, to speak out. And I'm not saying speak out in 
because, you know, in, in the military, when you're on active duty in uniform, mm-hmm. you do give up some of those rights to speak out you know, sure. publicly on on political matters. And that's fine. But, you're, you're part of the United States military. It's why we trust the military. Don't get involved in politics while you're in uniform. But, but, exactly. But where it, it's gotten ridiculous is, uh, you know, the, the latest anti-extremism stand-down training that the Secretary of Defense ordered everybody in the military to undergo. I myself have had to take the training. And it gets to the point where they say, well, people start asking, what are we allowed to do? You know, or am I allowed to have a bumper sticker on my car that says I who I voted for? And they say, well, you can have a, a small bumper sticker, but it can't be a large decal. Okay, what, what does that mean? Right, what, is that, what does that mean? Um, and uh, in fact, an active duty army, excuse me, not active duty, an army uh, JAG contacted me and said that he had been reprimanded because he simply made a post during his own personal time, not during duty hours on Facebook, simply uh, on January 7th, he made the post saying, it's sort of saying, oh my gosh, how did this happen? How did these people get into the Capitol? And he has been punished now for drawing attention and highlighting what happened on January 6th. So oh he's now, gosh. you know, thinking he, am I an extremist just because I, I'm simply expressing, you know, just shock, you know, so, I can't believe they got in the Capitol. Oh, you highlighted what happened, you know, off with your head. So is this, is this, uh, what was the goal here? What, what is the goal that, that this movement uh, is trying to accomplish. I mean, I think one of the goals is, is to is to silence the opposition. And I know that sounds very you know doom and gloom. You know, the sky is falling. But uh, you know, I felt it myself I, when I was in law school. I knew that I was in the minority, and there's that subtle pressure to not mm-hmm. speak your mind and to, and to say how you truly feel or what you truly believe about about uh, controversial issues, but I always felt like, well, okay, you know, when I get to, when I get into the Marine Corps, when I get on active duty, you know, we're the ones who protect the first amendment. So surely we're not going to lose those freedoms ourselves. And, and that, and it started with just sort of the subtle pressure and coercion, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. You know, of course you can, nobody's trying to take away your freedoms, you know, of course. And then, and then when you ask, okay, so when you say you're not trying to take away my freedoms, what do you mean? You know, and, and obviously I focus on religious freedom at first Liberty Institute, and I said, what do you mean by not take, oh, you're, you can still go to church on Sunday. Okay, great. Well, what about on Monday? Am I allowed to have a Bible on my desk? Well, somebody might see that and think that you're, tr- you know, and, and, and it just begins the slippery slope. It begins the slippery slope. So, and at First Liberty Institute, we've had to defend multiple decorated military you know, service members now who've had their careers threatened, all because they're just trying to live out their faith while they are in uniform. And, you know, that's you, you do give up a little bit of your rights when you're uniform. Yeah. You do not give up your religious freedom when you put ever, on the uniform. Ever, 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 ever. Um, so, Michael, have you talked to uh, and or, or do you have a good feel of, uh, of the of the I don't know, uh, attitude of those who are enlisted and the real body of soldiers and the brass, is there a disconnect? Is it running all the way through? Uh, w- w- what's happening on that front? 
I'm, I'm not entirely sure that the Department of Defense has a full grasp on sort of what the attitude of the force is right now. Uh, I think they're still trying to get their arms around that and, ter- and determine, you know, what's the scope of the problem. If it's 0.01%, is that reflected by the, the morale uh, of the force? Or is it, you know, is it really bad? Is this something that everybody thinks is this major issue um, which I got to say, Glenn, I, you know, what concerns me is, you know, America has enemies who would love nothing more than to exploit these, uh, you know, these rifts oh, in, in, in the morale of our force. And, and that was one of the things I told the hearing yesterday, the committee, is I said, it, when they said, well, what should we do then, right? If we find out that there is some evidence, and maybe we don't know how widespread it is, but what can we do? And one of the suggestions I made was, Look, let's go back to kind of the old days of, of why don't we wage our own information and propaganda campaign against extremists? You know, why don't we paint them out to be the, the, the sort of the incompetent, um, you know, just like make fun of them almost, you know, paint them out to be these middle aged guys living in their mom's basement playing video games and make it and present the military as a far more appealing option, the loyalty to our country, to your oath, to your unit, to your fellow service members. And, what is, and, that, and that will also, I think, have the collateral benefit of sending a clear message to America's enemies. Our military is united. It's strong. They're fiercely loyal. They're, they're happy to make these sacrifices on behalf of our nation, on behalf of our freedoms. If instead you- of highlighting, instead of you know, sort of like, say, it's, it's telling our, our America's enemies, hey, we're really weak right now. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of internal division. That's not the right message to be sending. And it's also not the right message to be sending to America's sons and daughters who might consider joining the military. If you are, if you look at the numbers, the numbers are uh, in the military, the vast majority of those who volunteer are coming from red states. That doesn't mean that blue states don't volunteer um, but you know, it's, it's much heavier from, you know, the people who grew up around guns and, uh, and, you know, grew up patri- in a patriotic family. Uh, that's not to disparage others, but that's generally speaking, is that first of all, correct? Yeah, that's just, yeah. that's just the data. That's the and data. it's actually the, the most, the, the demographic most likely to join are those who self-identify as highly religious. Okay. And that's pretty interesting, I think. So uh, I, I can't imagine being in the military and having the brass tell us that, you know, or even just kind of hint that you're probably an extremist. Uh, I don't think that's going to sit well. Do those people just not sign up and just the decay of the numbers happens or or what? Well, it's actually a phenomenon that's been reported on, um, you know, in academic circles and it may be less so in the media for at least a decade now. And that is the sort of the the, the uh, talent exodus in the military, you know, that some of America's best uh, officers and best uh, senior enlisted are leaving in droves because uh, and there's a number of reasons, you know, they, 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 they feel that there's better opportunities elsewhere mm-hmm. and, it's, you know, they, they want to spend more time with their family, the deployment, you know, operational tempo, et cetera, et cetera. But make no mistake, I mean, part of the reason is also uh, they feel that the military is not necessarily what it once was in terms of being uh, an environment where they can thrive, where they feel welcome, where they feel that their 
background views, et cetera. Um, and and you, you made this point at the very beginning, right? I mean, I, I am a, a first-generation Asian-American, and I explained this to the committee yesterday. I'm acutely aware that there was a time in our nation's history not so long ago when people of my ethnicity were viewed with suspicion that we were considered to be potentially disloyal uh, to the country. And, and despite efforts to join the military, right, the, the storied 442nd uh, Regimental Combat Team, uh, a.k.a. the Purple Heart Regiment, um, you know, it, it, despite those efforts to prove our worth through military service, there's people who still think that if you are Asian, that you, you know, that you're, you might be, uh, you know, part of the enemy. Uh, and then obviously recent tragedies have sort of brought that back to light again, that people, you know, right. for whatever reason, still consider uh, Asians so, to be uh, problematic in this country. But let me so, let me go back. Let me go back to the the actual uh, rounding up the exclusion order. The yeah. Defense Department. Geez, I've only I've only got a minute here. Um, the Defense Department was actually against it. The brass was against it. That came from the political class in FDR. And even though they did the studies and they came back and said there's not a problem there, FDR used uh, December 7th to make it happen. And the military went and and violated all of those rights. We're, we're supposed and to learn from that. That's what I was. That was exactly my point, is that if we don't learn from that history, we might be doomed to repeat it. Mm. And that would be a, a, a tragedy for our country and for our Constitution. Michael, thank you so much. Uh, love to have you uh, do a podcast. There's a lot to talk about. Thank you for your work with First Liberty Institute. Uh, you can uh, find Michael and, uh, and First Liberty at firstliberty.org. Michael Berry, thank you. Thank you. LifeLock happens fast. You don't always know why. Maybe you had a password that was easy to guess or you entered personal information into an email that was actually a scam. Whatever the case, you might find yourself in a position of losing your identity online to some cyber criminal. Now you had a giant mess to clean up. I mean, what do you I mean, what do you do? Where do you even start? This is why LifeLock is so vital. Nobody can prevent everything, but LifeLock is there. They're going to see some of the things that you're going to, you know, maybe miss. But they also have a team dedicated just to clean things up and help you get your identity back if something, God forbid, happens. That is where the rubber meets the road, for me at least, because, you know, I don't know what to do. Would you? 25% off now your first year at LifeLock.com with the promo code BACK. 25% 25% off lifelock.com promo code back, or you can call them at 800 lifelock. That's 1 800 lifelock or lifelock.com promo code back. You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. This is the Glenn Beck program. Welcome, Rose in Florida. Hello, Rose. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. What's up? Well, actually, he told me to get straight to the point, so I'm going to get straight to the point. Okay. I just wanted to say thank you so much for actually doing a real interview with Governor Nome and listening to her answers and asking more questions and then following it up with the interview yesterday with the lawyer who took the bill apart. 
Wow, so I have, you're you're I the one that liked that. <laughs> I, I did. I was so disappointed in the interview that Tucker did with her where he was cutting her off. He already had his mind made up. Yeah. And everything I've read yesterday, Steve, Todd, Dan, Dinesh, all of them are just jumping on her. And it's like, how hard would it be for you to actually talk to her? Well, I, I know her, um, and she's never been anything but honest uh, to me. And I honestly, I went into that interview uh, friendly to her, obviously, um, uh, but ready to turn and say this is bullcrap if I felt it, it was. But I, I just don't think it is. I think people are uh, not giving her the benefit of the doubt that she deserves and also not even taking the time to understand why she's saying what she's saying so i appreciate it rose thank you so much well thank you for all you do you bet by the way if you find value in what we do please become a uh, member of blaze tv so we can keep our relationship going and keep telling you the truth and and paying for all the investigations that we do, et cetera, et cetera. You make all the difference. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code control uh, and you will save 20% off your subscription. This is the Glenn Beck Program.